You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to the E2C Network. This is another episode of E2C Extra, where we cover anything and everything in the Auburn family spectrum. We're not afraid to talk about the interesting, the somewhat controversial, and the somewhat heated topics that are within the Auburn family. We've talked about Auburn and race relations before. We've talked about a professor who chose not to say War Eagle. And now, one of the more hotly contested topics in the Auburn space is that of the future of Coach Gus Malzahn. Now, let me be right up front with you. The network stance has been and will always be that as long as an Auburn coach is here, we are 100% behind him and, or her and will continue to support them. Uh, that doesn't mean we don't have differing opinions and, and things uh, individually as a network, but as a network, our stance is that we stand behind Coach Malzahn and will continue to do so and are very proud to have him as our head coach. That being said, I thought it would be an interesting because we see a lot of things on social media, a lot of, shall we say, talking at each other, but not talking to each other about the topic of Coach Malzahn's future. So I thought I'd send out a a message out into the Twitter sphere or the social media sphere because we did it everywhere and find someone that might want to sit down with me that has maybe an opposite view of me personally and hash this out a little bit and kind of maybe probably not get to it and where we convince each other of the, the other side, but maybe we get a little bit of understanding of each other's point of opinion. I have done that by bringing in uh, someone that reached out and we finally connected and I'm happy to invite onto the E2C network for the very first time, Mr. Mike Pate. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you being willing to sit down with me virtually, albeit, and uh, try to figure this thing out because it's a very uh, interesting time in Auburn athletics. I, honestly, I don't know how you feel about the situation, Mike. My personal opinion is that Coach Malzahn's place at Auburn has been questioned since day one. Do you get that feeling at all? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Like, uh, here's a funny little anecdote. When he was hired, um, of course, everybody had their little, you know, uh, uh, message groups with their friends about what was going on and, and their social media groups with their friends about what was going on. When he was actually hired, uh, one of the local news affiliates went around Auburn and, like, interviewed people, uh, you know, like, uh, asking for their take on the situation. And so, like, like the local news group, I, I can't remember if it was Montgomery or Columbus, but they asked me, you know, like what I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, he's the right guy. Yeah. And uh, I was actually on TV saying he's the right guy. And even though a lot of my friends were like, oh, what are we doing? You know, it's the same old thing, whatever. So, yeah, absolutely. He's been, he's been knocked from day one. I mean, and, and like, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and actually, I've been defending him, you know, for like, I defended him for like a long time. And then, uh, I don't know, I just had one of those, one of those you know, uh, moments of clarity, I guess, or, and uh, my opinion on the flip. Okay, yeah. Well, and I think that kind of sets the table for where we're at here. Uh, Mike is of the stance that Coach Malzahn's time as Auburn head football coach has come to a close. My opinion is exactly what the, the network stance is, is that I do not think it is his time. In fact, I think he is the guy of the future. Uh, and and current and future and should remain that way and that's kind of where we stand on opposite sides of this but I'd be interested Mike uh, you already kind of answered a couple of questions that I had up front were you a supporter from the beginning you've already answered that and kind of when did this idea then shift for you that he may not be the guy of the future am I to take that that was recently uh no well okay it's kind of like a gradual thing like the journey Sure. And not the destination. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, let's see, probably, uh, 2015 was a bad year, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, like you could look at that year and say, well, okay, we put our eggs in one basket and it didn't turn out like we hoped. Okay. That's fine. You know, and our defense was still a work in progress. 
you know, because like our defense, you know, at 14 was awful. Um, and everybody knows that. And like, it wasn't great under uh, Muschamp, but it was getting better. And then like in 16, I think 16 was the first time I was like really pulling my hair out. Okay. And it was the Clemson game, uh, which was the first or second game of the year. Um, man, God, like bless America, that game. Um, you know, the Chandler Cox Worley Bird offense and, oh, man. And it's just one of those things where you're looking at him and you're like, can you just run a regular offense? Because I think if you just run a regular offense, you know, without all these little gadgets, I mean, and I, 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 the eye candy I understand. But, like, you know, it was just one of those little things that got in my brain. I was like, man, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 was the, the year we were in Baton Rouge and we're up, like, 24 to 7 or something like that. Uh-huh. And they came back and beat us. It was 20 to 7 or something like that. I do remember and that we, now. And we were rolling. And then all of a sudden we just – I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody was watching that game, and then we just melt down. And then it, it was after that game that, that uh, Malzahn – said, okay, I realized what I was doing wrong, and, and I just let it go, and that we started rolling after that game, right? Mm-hmm. But that game, you know, like all those little seeds have been planted in those Clemson games before that, and game of 16, that LSU game was, I think, the beginning of the end for me and my my defending of Malzahn. I was still on board. I was still on the Gus bus, but, man, it was it was hard, you know? And then this year comes around, and, like, our defense is, is too young right now especially on the defensive line. It's, it's, it's a weird year, you know, where all the, the, the young guys, you know, that could have contributed didn't get a spring and didn't get, you know, like a summer workout, you know. And so, so like, our, our youth is exacerbated on the defensive line, which makes everything harder for everybody else, you know, in the, on the, in the middle, in the back end. You know, when we lost a lot of talent, you know, on, uh, on that side of the ball too. And it's just like the defense isn't going to be able to save them this year, and our offense is just not going to be good enough, you know. And and I, and you just know that because like like you know like like we can. Well, always I would say I ball. would stop you oh, there so, and so say at this moment we don't we think it's not going to be good enough because as we've seen in times past where we've had a really rough start, the Auburn offense has clicked going forward and has it, actually turned out to be something good. So I think it's. I think it's a little rash to say that it's not going to work. It well, feels that way, and I and I get that. But to me, I think that's a bit of a that's a bit of a jump to a conclusion. Just if I'm kind of hearing, if I heard it correctly. Well, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I was saying that. But but here's my counter to that. Sure. In all those years, all those years where we kind of like racked up on 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 like rushing the ball, uh, running the ball, when our offense clicked, right? It was always against like lesser teams. You know, like we blow Arkansas. We'd run for 500 yards against Arkansas. And then we run for like 350 yards against Ole Miss. And then like 300 against Mississippi State. And as soon as we hit a team with like similar talent, like they get it, it, like, like the sledding wasn't nearly as like easy. You know, it's, okay. it's rough sledding at that point, you know. And all of a sudden you have to rely on the passing game. And that's when we always got in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look at like, I mean, like, like, like LSU game, you know, like, like we can't run the ball to close them out. Like two, like two years in a row, 17 and 18, you know, like we had the lead in those games. And we couldn't run the ball and, 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 and you know, close them out. And, like, I, I do want to make something clear at the beginning. You said that you'll always pull for, you know, Gus because he's our coach. And, I mean, I pull for Gus now because he's our coach, like, like if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, like, like I, you know, I, I want nothing but to, like, but to go eight and two this season, you know, but like my, my, I think my stance is like we're just—I don't see that happening, and I don't believe it can happen because I don't believe Gus is the kind of coach that can make it happen. Uh, but we'll get to that later, anyways. But like yeah. you know, like like you look at the, his 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 trend. You know, we we've had great players, and he, 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 like here's the thing: if I if I can steal man like the uh, the Gus uh, the argument for Gus for a second, uh, Gus is great. Um, and that he uh, like like we haven't had a whiff of like NCAA troubles. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like or we, like our players graduate. You know, our recruiting is the best it's ever been. I think. I mean, I think I feel comfortable. Comparable, I would say. I think it's fair to say it's, it's comparable I mean, like, with the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like 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 year after year, I mean, it's probably the best since like Coach Die. Yeah. 
you know, like, um, I mean, like Bowden had a couple years, big years in a row, and Toville had a, a couple of really big years uh, in a row. Uh, but, like, I mean, year, year over year, uh, minus offensive line, you know, honestly, like uh, our, our recruiting has been fantastic, you know. And, and it's because and, – oh, and I love our staff. You know, a lot of people, like, say it's, it's nepotistic or whatever to keep hiring Auburn people. But if you think about it, the Auburn guys we've hired have been great. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Rodney Garner, obviously, I mean, he's a legend. Like, but like uh, um, Cody, he's he's crushed recruiting. You know, I mean, like we like we brought in a bunch of great receivers under him. We had like Ryan Davis was our uh, was our uh, is our all time leading receiver under his tutelage, and Darius Slayton, you know, is like the best NFL receiver we've had. You know, I don't know since Frank Sanders, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, possibly, you know, but then you look at, uh, and then, and then of course, Travis Williams. I mean, I can't say enough good things about Travis Williams. Travis Williams is awesome. Um, we might come back around to him later, but like, but he's, he's, he's incredible. Our linebackers, like, like Josh Bynes was like that great linebacker that we had, but like, you know, ever since coach Joe Witt left, you know, like he was about the only great linebacker we had you know, from the end of Joe Witt's era all the way through to, to, to Travis getting here. And then we just – he reels off, you know, he, Deshaun and, and then Kenny Brin, like Travis Williams before them. You know, I mean, uh, not Travis, uh, um, Trey Williams, excuse me. Um, so I can't say enough good things about our staff. I love our staff. And our staff is full of, like, ace recruiters, you know, like, like Travis is an ace, Garner's an ace. Uh, Cody's becoming an ace, you know. I mean, like, those are the guys that you need, like uh, a crime dog. Leslie McGriff is an ace, you know. <clears throat> All these guys are like, like the guys you need. Like um, I was talking to, uh, I was in a in a similar debate with Auburn uh, uh, Elvis on Twitter. I don't know if you know Auburn Elvis. Auburn Elvis runs our equestrian podcast. So <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> there you yeah, go. <laughs> I, I was in I was in a similar debate with Auburn Elvis and. Uh, uh, yeah, and we were talking. He he mentioned like the the I think it was him that mentioned the blue chip ratio, you know, like the like you know like there's only like somebody did an analysis sure. that only like fifteen or twenty teams can really have a chance to win the national championship every year because based on star rankings of the recruiting classes, you know, and he was like we're always in that you know in that top fifteen or twenty or whatever, and I'm like that's great, but you know. Uh, well, I'll just go ahead and get into it. My counter at that point was like, but I mean, we're not maximizing that talent. All right. Well, let anyway. me, let me, uh, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, let me, please. I do, I do want to get, get to some, some questions maybe that I have, but you are answering a lot of them uh, that Shoot, I have. And, yeah. and, and to your point, you kind of, you know, use some of the arguments that uh, I would use for reasons to keep Coach Mouse on. Uh, they're, they're very, they're, I would, what I would call smaller points, but they're very important points as well. Um, as the reasons why I think he is the guy now and will be the guy and should be the guy of the future. Obviously I don't control the future. And for just frame of reference for listeners, for those who may listen off in the future, we're recording this four games into the season. We're two and two right before the Ole Miss game. So things could take a really bad turn for coach. Absolutely. Uh, it, after us having this conversation. So, you know, just, just so everybody knows, we're talking what the context of time, what we're talking about this conversation. So what for you would be, what would Gus have to have done over the last couple of years for you not to question whether he was the guy for me to have faith in him again, or just in general, like, so Gus has had eight years, uh, eight seasons. Yes. What would he have to have done over eight seasons to not have you question his uh, ability to be the head coach? Uh, Give up the reins to the offense and not put his fingers in the pie. And have that be obvious on, have that be obvious on game day. So how do you actually prove that? Because that's an argument that I've heard a lot, and I, and I got to be honest with you, it's a very subjective argument because I feel like that's one that is you can't prove, and I feel like that's one that not necessarily you, but a lot of people will fall back on and say, hey, Gus will, you know, it didn't work because Gus had his fingers and everything. You know, it's. It's something I think that you can't prove. Now, I think uh, there are some situations, for instance, when supposedly Rhett Lashley was taking the head of the offense. I think it was a very 
easier case to make that Gus, even though he technically said he was handing the reins over, he still had his hands in it. First year for uh, Chip Lindsey, probably the case as well. Uh, second year, I would say probably not from my opinion. Uh, first year here, you know, I would say for uh, Chad Morris, if there was ever an opportunity in a first year for someone to not have their hand in something, it was this year. And I think honestly, from what I'm seeing, Gus doesn't have his hand in it at all because this is a completely different offense. Now there are flashes of things. Uh, a lot of people gripe about the screens and uh, the throws out to the wide. Uh, but I think this year you are not seeing Gus have his hand in anything. So to me, that just, that feels like an argument where he can't win no matter what he does, because it's just that arbitrary thing you can throw out. Well, Gus just had his hand in something. And, and, and also it feels like, people will use that and no matter if the if it's being successful well Gus didn't do that that was the other person uh but if it's hurting or the if the offense is not working well Gus had his hand and everything you, you kind of see my point where it oh, feels yeah, a absolutely. little bit uh, a little bit hypocritical almost no I don't think it's hypocritical at all I think like you say well okay like like first of all like um I'm going to rephrase just a, just a little bit like sure. but I'm going to defend the original point uh in a second but, but first of all, like, like I think what I, what I say when I say he has to hire an offensive coordinator and keep his fingers out of the pie, I would, he has to hire an offensive coordinator that does not run his offense or anything close to what he wants to run. You know what I mean? Like, no matter who the coordinator's been, and, and I'll grant you, this year is the only, is, is the, is the only time I've, I've, I've not seen this. Uh, that fake Statue of Liberty uh, long bomb play that mm-hmm. we, we always run, that, like, like we've never had an option to like to the guy running the, the the Statue of Liberty ever. I mean, like I don't think we've ever had it. I mean, like like maybe 2010, but we still do it. Expecting people to fall for that fake that nobody ever does, and the guy's always double covered. But we've run that every single year under like all these other offensive coordinators. You know what I mean? Like 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 and I'll, I'll tell you here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Gus 2010. Uh, Gus 2010, if we could, like, pluck him out of time and put him on this offense and, like, have our Gus listen to him, like, like when was the last time we ran, like, the Bucks sweep? Like, like you remember that Mississippi State game of 2009 where we just ran, like, like, like uh, uh, cross bug, like, counters and, like, sweeps, and uh, but also dives. And, 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 like, I mean, it was a, a run game that was varied, you know? And it was, yeah. I was like, that's great, man. Well, I can we tell you what ever, I can tell you what happens to that is what, that defense is caught up, defense caught on to it, and you have to alter and change. No, no, and no, so. no, 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 no. I, I disagree with that completely, man. Like, like, like a sweep is a sweep, man. Like a, a counter is a counter. But a sweep you know, is not just because you give something a name or it had this flash, a flashiness at a certain point in time doesn't mean it it's going to be flashy, man. It's, it's power football. It is. It, like, it is. It is like, power like, football. Power football is power football. Whenever we were able to run. Cameron Petway in 16, that was a lot of power football concepts. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, like, power football is power football. But for some reason, we're like, I don't know what we're doing with it. Maybe it's the offensive line juggling or whatever. That is, I'm glad you brought that up. That is my main point. So I'm glad you brought up the 2016 thing when you were talking through the seasons. I'm, I'm actually glad you did that part of it so I wouldn't have to. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 yeah, man. Yeah, you did you no did worries. my job for me, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit back here and uh, have a moment. So it was, I was like, I need to have you on more often. Uh, yes, here, let me go ahead and say this or something, because I want to be uh, fair, because it looks like on the outside end that I can't criticize Gus for anything. I, the worst decision that Gus ever made, and I, I say this often, and I, I'd say this to him, honestly, was hiring Herb Hand. At the time – as the offensive line coach after JB Grimes left the first time. I I, changed philosophies. You brought in a guy that was about all about recruiting, which we thought would be a great thing. And honestly, I remember sitting in the student section, even though I wasn't a student at the time at a basketball game, Gus walks right by me with Herb hand and he's high five and I'm fired up for this dude. He's like, I'm like, we're going to get every big guy out of Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, there ain't going to be a offensive line recruit left. And boy, did he go after them? He even went out to Texas, I believe, and got a few of them. Problem is the dude couldn't coach him. And he honestly is what I blame for the position that we're in offensive line, even to this day, we're still seeing the effects of it. I think we're coming out of it finally. 
And I've been saying that for the last four seasons, but what happened for, I think his two seasons here is he utterly wrecked the offensive line in terms of coaching. And it, even JB Grimes in his great coaching, even in his, in, in, let's be honest, he, I think he's had some health issues and some things probably right. not yeah, to the prowess absolutely. that he used to be. He couldn't even fix those things. And now we've got uh, Jack Britnell, which I hope is going to start. And I think we may be seeing some things starting to turn around, some new blood back in there, some better coaching in there. Maybe it's actually starting to turn around. So I just want to like make sure I say that publicly. Gus's worst decision he ever made was hiring Herb Hand. And I, I put, lay that completely at his feet and say, that was your dumbest decision you ever made. And that's honestly why we're in the position. You talked a lot about the power game. I agree. I love hard-nosed power football. You can't do it if you don't have the offensive line to do it. And thus, you've got to figure out other ways to be successful. And some of them, most of them, in some people's eyes, have not worked thus far. I think we're starting to see it can get back to that point. But I think we got to have a little patience with the transition that we've had. So I agree with you. Power football, it sounds great. It looks great. It, it typically in Auburn's history has worked, and I want to see that again. But we got to look at the – I talk a lot about emotions and context. Somewhere in the middle lies reality because the emotions of the situation are valid and they should be talked about. The context is just as important. And somewhere they meet together to form the reality of the situation. We, sure. we can be upset about it, but we have to really focus in on what took place. Why did the drop-offs happen so bad from 2016 on in terms of offensive line? It was Herb Hand. It falls at the feet of Gus. So just to your point about – power running and why aren't we doing those things that's what I, well, that is the the rationale that i go to right well and the funny thing is too like our, our offensive line well i mean and it could be well i don't want to say it could be because Braden smith was the best offensive lineman we've had in, de- in years since like you know greg robinson probably i mean like yeah greg robinson maybe even marcus mcneil before you know in, in the mid-aughts you know right like um um but like it's like it's like we, it's like we moved from like you know to, to, from like power, like like power blocking, you know, to like zone blocking or something, and now we're in some kind of like crazy, crappy hybrid. You like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, no, and, 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 and you know, like the funny thing is, you said Herb Hand was his his biggest mistake. I think, I think Ellis Johnson was a huge mistake. <laughs> but like, you know, at that point, Gus didn't have the the contacts to really, you know, you know, go out and get like. So I'd say you probably can't call that a mistake then. He's just working with the best option. Right. And, and Ellis had right. the pedigree. And here's the thing. We made it success. We made it successful even in that first year uh, with that very with questionable. Yeah. We, we had talent. Uh, you with know, a, we can a, make a ton of talent. Well, I mean like, like, like the only reason we were able to do what we did in 2013 is because our defensive line was so loaded. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and like, you know, I mean, like, like D Ford was, was a difference maker. He was a great player. But we had like just a lot of really good, a lot of really good solid players that we could rotate in and out. You know what I mean? And and seniors, you know, I know Seigwe was a senior, and uh, Craig Sanders was a senior, and all those guys. Uh, but but anyways, like um, I, but like the funny thing is, like you say, Herb Hand. I think and I I I, I love JB, but I think rehiring him was also a, a mistake. You know, like uh, like you said, he probably wasn't you know, you know, like hundred percent there you know health wise and like you know. But you also knew that you needed a recruiter and a coach. You know what I mean? Like, and I thought that was a, a, like a, a a good opportunity for him to grab somebody um, who was who was both. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I think we, we kind of missed the ball there because recruiting shows up. You know, like I see, like you said, one, two years down the line. You know, like bad recruiting, especially on the offensive line. You know, what I mean, like bad recruiting in 2016, 2017. 2018, you know, bad offensive line in 2020, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, but here's the funny thing, you know, like, like uh, eight years in, eight years in, and we're still preaching patience, you know, eight years in, and like, like, like maybe, you know, you say, oh, well, well, maybe we can do this, maybe we can do this, but it's every year has been a maybe we can do this, and maybe we just give them a little bit more time. And again, I love the staff. I'm, I'm not sold on Big Nell yet, Jack Big Nell yet, because I don't know him. And I haven't seen, you know, yeah, you know he's got, I will he's got four games line. under his belt. As well. right, 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 right. You know, and I will say the offensive line, you know, as 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 awful as watching that Carolina game was, <laughs> the offensive line looked pretty good. You know, like it looked a lot better. It was, I think, it was their best game of the year. It was. You know, like, uh, so I mean, like, like, like there is hope. 
But, like, I think my, my, my biggest point as far as why I think Gus should be let go is, like, is like do you still believe – I mean, I, 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 uh, I know you say that uh, you believe, but, like, like the, the only question we should ask ourselves is, like, what is, all, what is the standard we want for all the football? And then is he the guy to, to meet that standard? You know, is he the guy to guess there? You know, and to me, the standard should always be championships. And I mean, it's not going to happen every year. That's unrealistic. But just the, 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 the belief that we could, the, the, the real belief that we could, that we have a very good shot to, to, to get a championship every year. You know, like, and I think, I think like for a lot of people, like a lot of people I talk to and a lot of people that I've, uh, I've heard from, like, and, and is that, apathy is starting to set in you know mm-hmm. like but you know again you know like if Gus can turn it around if, like let's say you know we run the ball 50 times this this this, this week against Ole Miss and like let's say our defense kind of like stiffens up a little bit and like Tank Bigsby runs wild like hold on like like sidebar Tank Bigsby is so awesome <laughs> like I just had to say that you know, like, like, a, like somebody said, <laughs> like, like, like somebody said when we, whenever we were recruiting him, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said that he looks like a bigger version of Kenny Irons. That's and, a actually great comparison. I had a buddy man, try to compare him to Cadillac. I was like, first of all, don't you disparage the name of Cadillac because that man no. is, is my, is my, it's my Cody. It goes Cody Burns. And then, Cat, no, actually, Cadillac Williams probably goes, I don't know. It goes back and forth so many times. Yeah. I think that's a great. Uh, comparison to the two of them that I, I see Kenny Irons now. So you are very right when you say that. Well, it, it's just the high knees, you know? I mean, like the funny thing is he's only two ten, right? But like he runs through tackles. Like I have, like, like nobody, nobody's business, man. I mean, he just like runs right through him. He doesn't really yeah. slow down. And it's yeah. that Roger Craig, Kenny Irons, high knees, you know, just burst right through somebody. And I was like, man, that, he's only two ten. you know, if he, if he can hold two twenty. You know, I, I mean, I, like, I, I, he doesn't have to get any more weight for me. I mean, if he wants to be 220, thinks he can hold 220, keep his explosiveness, yes. Yeah. But, like, you know, but right now he's already a beast. You know, he already breaks more tackles than, like, anybody since, like, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie he's a, he is quite a talent, and I'm very happy that he's, uh, he's part of this, this year that could be – it is very frustrating right now uh, that could still continue to be frustrating. He's, a, he's definitely a light that's going to help us this season. Let me, let me give you this, though, so we can kind of start transitioning uh, to maybe some further topics beyond just, you know, why Gus in your eyes hasn't met the bar. Here's my standard for what I want out of a head coach. My number one, and I, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna and I'm not trying to be uh, holier than thou, uh, is he a good man? I don't know. Oh, sure, sure. I don't know Gus personally. I would wish I did. Uh, but I know, I know you can tell a lot about how people carry themselves and they behave. And I don't think that there is a guy that we've had in my lifetime that matches up to the man that Gus Malzahn seems to be. So check number right. one for me, the most important personally. I know not every, that's the most important for everybody, but for me, that is number one. So that's check number one. Number two, can you be competitive? And I would argue he is competitive uh, every year to certain to certain degrees, better some successful more than others. Uh, but he is and he has remained competitive every single year. And we can make some arguments for certain teams. We've definitely struggled with Georgia. I'll give you that. But that's the game of football. It's an oblong ball for a reason. It bounces a different way. Number three, are you a good recruiter? You've already made that point. He's probably recruited as well, if not better, than most people in the modern area. Number four, can he beat Alabama? He is one of only two current coaches in football to beat Nick Saban. To me, that's the biggest point I can make to anybody right now. Why would you get rid of one of the only coaches for whatever reason, X's and O's, whether it's you put out an X at uh, punter, what is it, quarterback? Out? I can't even remember now, punter out at X. Whether he, what, I don't care how he does it, he and Dabo Sweeney are the only ones who can beat Nick Saban. Why would you get rid of a guy who can beat your arch route more than anybody? That's to me, that's, that should be his biggest qualifier, but obviously I've made my, my biggest qualifier personally. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs. 
especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Those would be kind of my main points. If you kind of had to summarize your main points, you already talked about one. You would like it, some more consistency in terms of how successful we are uh, on winning. But if you could nail them down a little bit more, could you give me those? Um, well, first of all, like uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter your last point. Sure, go ahead. Sorry, quick. I should give you an opportunity to do that. Um, and I guess this could be my like, – like, I guess this could be one of my points. I don't know. Like, um, you know, everybody loves beating Alabama. You mm-hmm. know, that's great. Um, that should never be our standard. Why not? Ever. Because be, they just are the, beating, they, be, be, no, 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 no. Beating Alabama is not our standard. Like, like our standard needs to be championships. Who cares what Alabama does? But if they're like winning Alabama, championships, like, like, wouldn't like, that be the like, standard? Like, because, like, 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 no. I mean, Clemson's standard isn't beating Alabama. Clemson's standard is winning championships. Well, no, I, no, like, I understand what you're like saying. Our, like, if if we win championships, we beat Alabama by default. Like, if our standard is beating Alabama, that's the most little brotherish thing I've ever heard. That makes us little brother because we're we're comparing ourselves to them. They're not our standard. Our standard is Auburn. Like he, sure. and here's the funny thing. You know, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. Like here's the funny thing about Auburn. Uh, Pat Dye went 11 and 1, 83. Mm-hmm. Terry Bowden went 11 and 0 in 93. Tommy Turville went 14 and uh, 13 and 0 in 2004. Gene Shizik went 14 and 0, and Gus Malzahn went 12 and 2. Right. Like okay, if you took Gene Shizik, Terry Bowden. And Tommy Tarville, are they on anybody's list of the top 100 greatest coaches ever? Gene, are, no. are you saying Terry Bowden, Gene Chizik, and Tommy? Tommy, uh, top 100 coaches? I would say Tommy Tuberville's up there, personally. Of, of, but. of all time in college football. I'm talking about all time. No, now, I, will, I will say this. I am not as well-versed as most people in top coaches. But, you know, with my trying to pull my orange and blue glasses off right here, <laughs> I would argue uh, that he could make a case to be in that. He, he can make maybe a case to be number 100. Maybe sure, I'll take it. But like, but like, but I, I don't think he makes it, and that's my point. Like Auburn is special because of Auburn, baby. I mean, this is what we this is what we have to see. Like Gene Chizik is not a great head coach. We won a national championship with him. Terry Bowden was a great game day coach. Ended up not being able to recruit for crap, but we went undefeated with him. You know what I mean? Like we mm. went undefeated with like these guys. Like Gus went twelve and two. Uh, uh, Pat Dye, he was a great coach. He would be in the top 100 of all-time greatest coaches uh, in college football. But, like, the thing is, Auburn is what makes us special. You know, it's Auburn. You know, there's something about, like, who we are that we're not Alabama. You know what I mean? Like, with a small town, everybody comes with us. And and Auburn family, that's what it is, man. And and, and I know we have booster troubles and all that mess. You know, that's a whole other, you know, two-hour-long subject. Yeah, <laughs> but like if we can get, I mean, right? I mean, and that's another. That's that's actually an argument for keeping Gus, because like you have to trust those guys to make a good decision. You know, like uh, could I ask a follow up to your point about shoot, the top one hundred guys? Yeah, where would yeah, you ahead. where would you put Shook Jordan in that? Uh, would he be in the top one hundred? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So I love I love Shook. Why I mean, would I, he be in the top one hundred? Because he's Shook, man. I'm I'm sorry. It's just it's like I read about Shook, and it's just like I can't separate like. The person he was, I mean, I've heard so many stories. I used to live, I lived in Auburn for like 15 years. And like, I heard so many, I was a bartender for a little bit. And I heard like a lot of people, like, like a lot of people came up and like told me stories about like, should giving them like, you know, a, a quarter, you know, as, as a tip after they gave him, you know, I mean, he was just that guy that walked around the town 
right. that everybody knew and everybody loved. And, like, and you know, the funny thing is, like, Auburn was, like, the, one of the top wrestling schools when he was here. He was, like, AD and uh, – I think he was AD and coach. And, like, and like we, were, we were, like, so far down when he got here in 1950. And, like, and we would have been a dynasty. But then, like, you know, Bear Bryant comes and, like, there's shenanigans. You know, there's always shenanigans. You know, like, um, like I'm sure, like, like, a bunch of the older guys would – Mm-hmm. be able to like you know like uh would be able to uh help you with all that but i mean like yeah sugar for me is like he's he's that guy man he's uh, well here's here's the reason i asked that you know you get i agree with everything you said right there i agree that Shug jordan is a top 100 top 50 college football coach of all time have you taken a look at some of his records oh sure so oh, why sure. do we Absolutely. make the exception for Suge Jordan, arguably the best coach in Auburn football history? Now, Pat Dye probably has a case there in terms of, you know, in, if you take proportionately their success, you know, Pat Dye's got a case for that. But in terms of who is, and I, I know we, we don't like doing this, but I'm just going to say it, who's our Bear Bryant? Suge Jordan is our guy. And yeah. why do we make the case, why do we let Suge Jordan have the pass for 20, 30 something years. I can't, I'm not, I'm terrible at math, even though I went to Auburn. Don't tell them that because they'll take, they'll take my degree away. Why do we give the pass to Shug Jordan? But why aren't we willing to give a pass to Gus Malzahn who has yet to have a losing record and is a good guy could be a very, I'm not, hear me out. I'm not saying the guy is Shug, but he could have that type of story if we were willing to stop looking across the state and I'm not saying you are, I'm just, I'm saying as the collective, what I hear a lot of Auburn people doing looking across the state and comparing what's going on in a very unheard of time for them. And we all know why it's happening. Uh, But you know, if we could just settle down and deal with the, uh, the bumps in the road there along the way, my fifth point is this stability. We have stability. Gus provides that because of all those things, because he's a, he's a good man, because he is, he makes his teams competitive every year because he recruits extremely well, because he can beat Alabama. Number five. Stability. But can he win a championship? Can he, uh, he can get to the national championship game. He absolutely has not done that yet. He's had, well, another he, actually, he actually has, but like, but he, he, we just lost. I mean, like he can get to the national championship game. Yeah, and he well, had opportunity actually, to do it as well again. Second time. But but like, is Gus twenty thirteen Gus now? Like, because you have to look at it now. No, like, but, is he the same guy he was in twenty thirteen that got us to the national championship? I don't see it. But the, by the same token, I can't. I can make that same argument. Why would we trust Shook Jordan in his first year in nineteen? Uh, excuse me. Let me reverse that. Nineteen fifty one is what it says on here. Unless yeah, I have yeah, the wrong right, guy. Right. You know, he's five and five. And then he goes 10-0 and 0 in 1957 and wins a national championship. But then yeah. we give him tons of years after that. And his, best, his last best year is 1972, 10-1, yeah. followed by a mediocre year, a great year. And then his last year was a terrible year. So yeah. we can make that same case the opposite way. And I, look, I, I hear you on, on all these. My, I share, as much as people don't believe it, I actually share every frustration that you've said but that's all they are frustrations is I value personally, just speaking for me, the stability that Gus Malzahn has provided in a time where our biggest rival and rivals in our conference have been the most powerful that they have. And you can't beat that. There's a reason that we're not going through what Arkansas has gone through. Uh, Ole Miss has gone through because we've had a guy that can recruit, compete against his rivals competitive every year and frankly we look we all know that every, every college team cheats to some degree in terms of recruiting and sure stuff like. we all know that but we know who does it the most of all and so i'm not gonna sit here and say gus is squeaky clean but if you're gonna find somebody who's got the squeakiest sneakers of all of them in college football it's gus malzahn's top five because we, they can't get I'd anything on him i agree with that but here, but like here's my counter argument to that sure. counter argument to that my counter argument to that is this the thing is, like, like, we can recruit well enough. Like, we, we are recruiting right now. In, like, well, like, I, you, know, I, you know what I'm going to say? It. Like, I think we recruit well enough to win a national championship right now. I think we, our recruiters are dogged. I think they're great guys. I think they can sell this program. I think Auburn sells itself. Yeah. Because I think Auburn's unique. Um, and that's why we're a top 15 I wins agree. of all time program, you know, of all time. Like, we're in the top 15, I think. 
I think it might be 14. Uh, anyways, but like, like we're around their son. We're one of the, the top programs in the nation as far as wins all time. You know, and that's who we are, but, like, nobody knows that. But that's, that's, that's the thing. But, like, well, we know it. We can win. Like, and that's the thing. I believe we can win here no matter what Georgia's doing, no matter what Alabama's doing, no matter what Tennessee's doing under Pruitt. You know, like, we can get the guys here who want to be here and who, who develop and who, like and, – and even, the, like, like, the big guys. We, like, we, like, we can catch – Derek Brown was a huge fish. Mm-hmm. He, he, he turned out exactly what we hoped. Marlon Davidson, huge fish, exactly what we hoped. You know, we can get those guys, and we, we, we won't get nearly as many of them, but we can develop these guys and we can instill them, like, you know, who we are as Auburn people and who we are as Auburn men and women. And, like, we can win big with that. And I think we can. I, I know we can. And so, and so all I ask is, like, is, like, can Gus lead these kids that he brings in to a national national championship, I just don't believe he can. I, I, and I, I, I look, I feel you on that, man. I I understand that a hundred percent. I understand the frustrations, uh, and I think honestly, if we weren't seeing uh, some of the success in our conference in our state, that was across thing. This would be a whole different conversation that we're sure. having right oh, now. Oh, sure, absolutely. Let me absolutely. And I don't want to. I don't want to rush you through anything here, but I, we are kind of getting towards the end of our time here. But I, I do okay. kind of one of the points I always ask people, and we, if you need to come back to anything, feel free to. But sure. Uh, my one of my biggest things about the argument of Gus needs to leave is that most people don't have a name in mind or a name that makes sense. Everybody's got a name. I, mean, I, I can throw out Nick Saban for all I care. You know, I. But you got to have a reason behind it. So you okay. do you have a name that that you can make a bigger case that he's going to do something differently than Gus? And I'd, I'd love to hear that. Okay, okay. Like, all right. I'm going to qualify this a little bit. Like, you know, if the money men, if Jimmy Rain, you know, let's say he invested in Tesla and just made a billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> if he had a billion dollars to, 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 to throw around willy-nilly, you know, Okay, you know, you go get, you know, an Eric Bieniemy or PJ Fleck or somebody like that, and you pay the buyout. No big deal, whatever. We're not. That's not who we are. We we're like we're not built like that. And we're also trying to get a football facility built, right? Sure. Which is also huge for recruiting. We can get that football facility built. That, here's another thing. Like, and, and, and this is actually a case for Gus. Um, like, we're so far behind on like facilities and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like versus like like the top programs, SEC. Mm-hmm. And it does hurt recruiting. It does make it a little bit harder to recruit whenever everybody else has this like Oregon Nike looking, you know, super, you know, setup or whatever. And then we, we, we look like we're in the eighties. Um, but when we had to get the football facility bill and that's probably a hundred million dollars or whatever it is, you know, and that needs to get done in the next three years. And like the idea was that like when Gus's contract is up, that facility's already built, but okay. So, but if again, if we had the money, if the money men want to put money behind it and they want to get a big name, okay, PJ Flex a great name, you know he's in the wind out there, you know, uh, Matt Campbell, you know uh, Iowa State, whatever. Uh, Brent Venables, I th- actually, you know, I actually think Brent Venables would be a, a really good hire, um, but I don't know if he wants to leave Clemson because he's been there DC forever and he seems to enjoy being there and just winning championships or whatever. Yeah. Okay, here's okay. This idea is out there and like. And, like, I'll probably catch a lot of flack for it. Um, okay, like, this is how we could, like, uh, keep a lot of the staff intact. And, like, if, if, if Gus, you know, was, 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 was told, and let's say Ole Miss blows us out Saturday, God, please, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't, like, cross my fingers that doesn't happen. But let's say, you know, like, Ole Miss crushes us or whatever, and the money men are like, you know, do it. And they ask Gus right then. And they name – I'm saying it. And they named Travis Williams our head coach, interim head coach. What if Travis Williams was our interim? You know, like everybody says. I wish says, you could see my face right now. <laughs> like, like everybody says, I, I know you're probably, you know, like you probably gave me one of those incredible side eyes. Not because I don't love the dude. And I think he's a great coach. No, no, Is he ready? He, I don't know. He, no, no. Here's my, here's my argument. Uh, Dabo Sweeney. Like, here's the thing about Auburn. And here's the thing about, about places like Clemson, places like Auburn. Mm-hmm. If you understand the, 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 if you understand the town, understand the people, understand the university and the culture that, that that's beyond football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people will Pat support Dye. you. You know, Pat Dye understood Auburn. Here's a funny thing. Gene Chiswick understood Auburn. He wasn't a great head coach, but he understood Auburn. 
and I think and, and, and like it seemed like everybody's everybody all the boosters all the crazy boosters that were always at odds with each other were all of a sudden pulling in the same direction I think Travis Williams is the kind of kid kid Jesus he is younger than me but like he's, he's like 36 37 years old hey if he's you recruit like that you a man <laughs> I mean like okay that's just the funny thing he's a great recruiter you know he's he's a great recruiter he relates to these kids all those videos where every all the the whole team is going crazy when he drops one of his raps, like he's 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 like a, a man for his time. He's a coach for his time, uh, and I, I know everybody everybody thinks you should be a DC first, you know. But Dabo was a wide receiver coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Pittman, you know, and, and Joe was an offensive line coach his whole career, you know. And then he's at Arkansas, and Arkansas looks a hundred times better with like zero talent. Through four games, though, let's 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 pull the the brakes on that a little bit. But 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 this is the best they've looked in like four years, you know. So out of forty-four games or like fifty games, the best they've looked was the last four they played. Look, I'm 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 gonna pump the brakes a little bit. Any argument about any coach or team or player based off four games into this type of season, I just don't hold any credit. I don't mean that to derail your point, but I just. For me, that's a very short-sighted like outlook for people that that's their own. That's not your only point on this. So great, like I want to give you that. But that to me is just to say that Sam Pittman is the best hire of the year four games into the season is the most. I, I, didn't, ignorant. I didn't say that. I know not you. I'm just this is me kind of venting a little bit about the others who have made that point. Uh, so like, like 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 the point is that like like football like you don't always have to you know do the step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to be a head and then you're ready to be a head coach. Because yeah. step one, two, three, four, I mean how many offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators look like complete crap. You know what I mean? Like sure. when they get their, their their chance. I mean like nobody knows. So you have to just pick a guy who understands like who we are, who Auburn is, understands the team, can recruit, would most likely keep the staff most of the staff intact, you know, and then you can go, okay, and and you don't have to pay them a lot. You know, like it, like it, like like the only problem with that I, I thought about was like if you uh I mean like our head coach can't be making less than our defensive coordinator you know like mm-hmm. and how would how would Kevin Steele feel about that that's another thing that's the political thing is that is would there be politics there you know because uh, I wouldn't want to give it to Steele because you know he's sixty two and he's already said that like this is my last job and like you know uh you know like uh but like like here's my thing like you can pay Gus Malzahn um to to coach out his contract or you can like pay him not to coach out coach out his contract you know what i mean like but if if i don't believe he can get us over the hump then what's the point of 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 him being there as our coach why if does I don't it matter believe, for you to believe it shouldn't it mostly well, matter I mean, to the well, players it's, it's, well it's my opinion i mean you're asking me my opinion well, no, I know. I'm just, but like, you know, that's, I think that's the thing that we as fans sometimes can't separate. And again, I'm speaking in general terms here, not specifically at you, but just about the, that, that, that comment is this is just our opinions and we can believe or not believe all I can, I can go out and put as many Trump and Biden flags and th- banners out in my yard as everybody does these days about Gus Malzahn. I can believe wholeheartedly. But if he never does it, then you know, or he ne- or he or he just tanks. Then what was the? If he never got the the team right. behind him, what does it matter? Right. Honestly, our belief in him doesn't matter in the grand scheme thing. It matters well, from sure. our perspective. But if he can get the team behind him, which I would argue he has and and does, that's what the most important thing that that takes care of itself. So just I, sorry, okay. I interject a little bit. I just want no, to throw no, that like, in there. Uh, uh, like, like, I'd like to comment on 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 that comment actually. Good. Um, like his whole career, like all eight years at Auburn, like one of the best things I've always said about him is that like the team never quits. Yeah. Uh, ever, you know, like, uh, and I, and I always thought that was a plus, even when we're getting railed, you know, like our team never quits. I always play hard for him, right? And you never see dissension, you know, or whatever. And I tell you what, man, like South Carolina game was the first time I ever saw that on his sideline. And I tell you what, that, that's, that worries me a little bit. I mean, like, like, because like that stuff doesn't happen to Gus, but it's it one has. game in a, in a really weird it, year, it, but it, but it never has Tennessee. I would argue it did. I mean, Ten- did Stidham and, and Slayton get into it in that game? Uh, not that I, I know, know that. but did you see that sideline during the Tennessee game? We lost a couple uh, years ago. 
I saw them like being like, you know, not jumping around, not like being apathetic, but no one's like at each other's throat either. And nobody's yelling at a coach either. You know, like I've never seen like a, uh, like, like a, a quarterback get in like, I don't think he was yelling at coach Morris. I think he was yelling about the situation still at his. Oh, oh sure. But, but, but it's still, you know, you're, you're screaming at, a, at, at your coach, you know, and like, I don't know what he said, you know, like some people think he said something bad. All I'm saying is that like, I've never seen that on a Gus sideline. Right. And if, 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 if it happened against Tennessee, it wasn't to this degree. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I mean, if they if they dapped it up afterwards, that'd been fine. I mean, players get passionate, right? And I and I, and I will say that later on, it looked like he, him, and Seth were talking. Bo and Seth were talking, you know, like, uh, um, and it looked it looked fine, you know, and like players get that. But I mean, I'm saying, you know, like that's the first time I ever saw that, and that worries me a little bit as far as like team cohesion, because yeah. you know, 2012, I, I try to block that out of my mind as much as I can, but like. You know, like there was a lot of that. And I'm not saying that it's that's happening, and I, I hope it's not. But I'm just saying, like that, that that worries me a little bit. You know, I mean, that's the first time I ever saw something like that on a Gus team. But I and I will say that like the team still didn't quit. I mean, I know people have said some players might have loafed, but I I don't believe that. Like um like, like whatever people say, people I, I see mean, what I, they want to see. You know, people so see in... what they want to see. Like a lot of times, you know, and like yeah. and I, if I I, I I I try not to ever you know like come down on a player. Ever, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like these kids are busting their hump uh, for Auburn, you know. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, anyways, like, uh, what were we talking about before we got? Well, let me, and, and we do need to wrap up here. But like, okay, you, okay. you named a lot of names, but I need you to give me one name, and I need you to give me at least. Well, I won't give you a number of reasons. Just give me, give me some really solid, quick reasons why they, that person is a better option than Gus. You want one name, and why that person is a better option than Gus? Yes. Um, okay. Well, let's say and there's one out there, believe it or not. I have an opinion. You have an opinion on who, who would be a better coach. Than I us? do. Uh, not that I, that I think he's a better coach, but if, if, if what happens, what I don't want to happen, then, then, he, he, then I, the only one guy. that's going to make me happen that happy after that point, then yeah, I have an option there, but I'd be interested to hear what you think. I would say, I mean, like if I had my, you know, if, 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 if it was up to me, okay. Uh, geez, I, I have a, a couple. Um, Give me one though, <laughs> just one. Well, just I've one because we got I, we do I, have to wrap it up. <laughs> like I've already said, Venable. So I'll go. I'll go in the direction of like who we would probably go after because okay. we never go big higher. We always go like up and comer type, you know. Sure. Um, I'll say Bill Clark at UAB. Um, uh, oh, you hurt my head. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Like uh, I mean, like what he's done at UAB is incredible. Like what I mean. It's the funny UAB, thing is, though. I, Dude, like they lost, like they—he was there for one year. They lost their program, and then he came back and won their championship. Like two years later, that is incredible. They did. I'm not taking. I'm not taking away what they did. SMU type stuff. I mean, like we hired Gus after one year as head coach. You know what I mean? Like at Arkansas State, Mm -hmm. one year as head coach at Arkansas State. You know, like he would. And the only reason we hired him is probably because he was he was our you know offensive coordinator in 2010, like with a track record of success. As an offensive coordinator, as a head coach you know, as well, he had one year. As a head that coach. was a really good first year under a head coach. He, he was he was nine and four. Like you freeze won the was conference like, championship, and and you which you freeze had done exactly the same the, the, like the year before with the same team. You know, like you know, it wasn't like he took over a crap program and made him nine and four. All but the coach has got to go out there and coach. He took over. Well, sure, but he took over a nine and four team and went nine and four, and won and took a championship team and won the championship. You know what I mean? So I mean, like. Sure. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I mean, like, it wasn't like miraculous. Like, what what Bill Clark's done to me is, I mean, UAB is pretty miraculous. You know, it's pretty incredible. I'm sorry, I wouldn't go far to say it's miraculous. I would say it is an outstanding feat. I'm not going to take anything away from Bill Clark. And Bill Clark one day becomes our head coach. Of course, I'm going to lockstead and you know whatever that oh, phrase sure, is. Sure, get get behind sure. him. You know, I'm not sit, sure. I'm not going to sit here and say that I hate the dude. I'm not going to hate anybody. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's been some other coaches that. Oh, like, like, <laughs> well, I'm with you on that. I'm with you we on probably that. shouldn't like, go down that route. <laughs> right, right, right. I, you know, look, in terms of the feel-good hire, uh, Bill Clark's got all of, all of that going on. And I just, uh, to me, that is no different than hiring a Gus Malzahn type, sure. of, type of person. Sure. And to me, if like, you're going to get rid of the guy that provides what everything I've already laid out, you've got to go big or go home. And I'm not talking Nick Saban. 
But are, are we going big? No. You know, will we go big? No, no. That, that's not what we do. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I'm just saying what Gus has, has, the way he has this program as a whole, I'm not talking about this year, I'm not talking about one game, I'm talking about as a whole and what he is having to compete against on a daily basis in the SEC, in the SEC West. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's tough. There's no one else except one person that I can think of that Give can step right in, and that's Dabo Sweeney. Oh, there's no way, man. I, I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it was there's a way no he wasn't way. coming. But the there's guy no checks way. off all my boxes. Oh, well, yeah, the, well, sure, man. Like, he can hey, recruit. Man, I, I, dude, give us – you know, I was going to say give us Bill Belichick, but I really don't want him. He's a jerk. No, I don't want Bill Belichick. <laughs> like, you want to talk yeah. about not Auburn man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, Dabo would be great, man. Dabo, yeah. I love Dabo, man. Like, Alabama guy, though he is, but, I mean, like, yeah, he's a great head coach, man, and he's a good man. You know, he fits your criteria for sure. So that's just me personally. And, like, and like again, I don't want to take anything away from Bill Clark in terms of – he probably fits a lot of those categories I laid out in terms of uh, – But well, he's I mean, a risk. He, he is a risk. And I just yeah. – to me, in the situation that we're in, why would we risk something knowing the what we're up against and having that risk of falling backward? Because we're not – falling off now if you know gus continues to tank and here's my biggest ask for you and it's gonna kind of help us get to the end here i would just ask that obviously you personally but anybody just i know it sucks let go of this year this is such a weird year i'm not trying to give gus just another year just for the sake of it let's stop all this for one year and let's see what the guy can do when we actually get back to a regular season would you be willing to do that I mean, not not like obviously you have to. You can never say anything bad about it again. But like, is that something you could consider to do? Well, like just give him another year, but without without wanting him, you know, not to be our coach. Oh no, I'm, I'm already there, dude. I'm sorry. I'm like, like he just lost me. He, he can win me back. Maybe. Well, I'm glad at least he can win you back. That's he that. Win, I mean, what? I mean, I try to be objective. If like if our offense, I mean, and, and like what what if Tank runs for 250 yards? but doesn't get worn out. We don't only on 25 carries. We don't wear them out. And like oh, our offense starts clicking, yeah. our defense clicks, and all of a sudden it all comes together, you know, and I, it just makes me believe again, man. You have to make me believe again. Like I haven't believed – I don't think I've really believed we can win a championship ever since watching – I was in, I was in the, the Georgia – not the Georgia Dome, but the, the new one, uh, watching Georgia just take our soul, you know, in 2017, man. And like I saw that in the U.S. – the, the – uh, the bowl game happened and like, and I don't think I've believed since then, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's like, you got to make me believe you got to make me believe that we can do it. You got to make me believe that you can get us over this hump. Well, and you know, uh, you know that's a tough place to be in. And I, I wish I could get you there personally myself. I could, obviously, you know, I'd, I'd have, a, I'd have a lot of solutions for Gus, but <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. you know, look, yeah. I, my biggest encouragement to you, man, is just to ride the, at least ride this year out. And, try to believe again I, I i know that that's that's tough to do the place that you're in uh but that's the Auburn no, way man it, it's the bad. and you're not look I, you and i have had this conversation i feel personally i feel like it's gone great obviously we've had some oh, disagreements yeah. on things Absolutely. and here, here's the beautiful thing twitter folks look you can have a conversation without getting oh, sure. at each other's throats <laughs> it's amazing oh, yeah. when you just talk to people instead of at people that's all oh, yeah. i'm saying Absolutely. So, and that goes for many things not just Auburn football um, but that's neither here nor there. So it, real quick, any kind of final points that you want to put out there? I want to make sure that you, you get to say everything that you need to say tonight. Uh, so any final things from you? Uh, no, I mean, like, uh, um, I mean, like I stand where I stand on Gus, but I, I, I want him to do, I want him to win the rest of these games. I want, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, like, like if I had, if I, had, if I was a genie or had a genie, yeah, I mean, like we're, we're going eight and two, and so, some shenanigans happen, and we end up in the playoff. You know what I mean? Like, and we win a national championship next year. I mean, like, what's best for Gus right now is best for Auburn, and that's the thing that we have to understand always is that we all want, want what's best for Auburn, and we differ on how to get there, which is a lot like politics, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like <laughs> we all want the same things, but we just differ on on the on the, on the path. You know, I, I'm not so sure like, we like want the same there. things anymore in politics. Well, my sure. friend. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I, I'm trying to put a. a, 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 a a, a nice awesome. spin on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a positive. And look, 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 you can transfer that over to Gus Mouse. I'm kidding. I yeah, know. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's the thing, you know. I mean, like, I, like, I want, I want us to go eight and two, man. I mean, I, I mean, I love watching Auburn football. I love watching us win. I love watching us, uh, uh, like, uh, um, 
become the best we can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love, I love like our, our teams that represent our university and our town because I love our university. And I love our town. You know, like we, we all love Auburn. What Pat Dye said, we love Auburn, not just Auburn football. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, uh, we all want what's best for Auburn. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I would just kind of like double down on your points. Like, you know, we don't have to like, you know, snipe at other Auburn fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, just, just, Hey, make your point, make it, you know, as clear as you can. Don't be mean, but just make your point, you know, and, and they'll make your point. And I, you know, the thing is like, like you've got a lot of great points, man. Like, you know, like there's a lot of good reasons for you to well. stay. You know? yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, like I just say war damn Eagle to everybody out there and, uh, you know, keep on barning, barn on. <laughs> I think the Barney will never stop, my friend. Mike, it has been a pleasure to not only just get to talk to you for the first time ever in, in person. You know, it's one thing to talk on social media, but it's another thing to talk in person. I highly recommend it, folks. Uh, sure. And it, I've been, you know, any chance I get to talk to another Auburn fan is always a good day, even if we have disagreements. But I really do appreciate, obviously, your willingness to be here, uh, your candidness, and your professionalism with which you handled some of your concerns about Gus Malzahn, and I think you handled yourself in, in a great way. So thank you so much for what you've done here tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Kyle. Of course, my friend, and you guys, we uh, obviously are always out there trying to have different conversations with Auburn fans out there, so you want to be listening out on social media uh, whenever we put out a call for an opportunity to be here on this network and be part of a podcast. Thank you to my friend Mike again for being a part of this, and until we talk to you again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?